Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Shirts and Time. If you could do me a massive favor by following the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Shirts and Time Pod, that would be absolutely class. Also, can you please leave me a five-star review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts? Let me know your favourite and least favourite shirts from the team me and the guests have discussed in this episode. You can play along with Goals in Time, so don't forget to let me know how you got on on that as well. If you want to watch Goals in Time, I will be uploading just that part of the podcast onto YouTube, at Shirts and Time Podcast, so you can see the goals for yourselves and watch our reactions to them. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Billy, how are we doing, mate? I'm all right, thanks. How yourself? Well, I... I mean, I've got my, my ankle in a cast after playing fucking walk-in football, but yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give listeners con- con- uh, some context here. I was literally prepping my shirts to hang in the background. This is about half an hour before we do to record. Have a little look at my phone. Message from Billy here. Mate, can we reschedule? Because I've... what have you done to your ankle? <laughs> Well, I, I literally just rolled my ankle. I was playing walking football. I go stupidly enough running after the ball. My ankle just gives way. I did it just before Christmas as well. So, and I don't think it fully healed. And I go running after the ball stupidly and my ankle just gives way. And I was I was in agony. And I didn't go to the, uh, to the hospital that day because I just thought, oh, it's nothing. But they've stuck me in a cast. So I'm in a cast for 15 days. <laughs> I think you're possibly the only person that's ended up in a cast from walking football. Stands a chance. Yeah. yeah. I'm probably I mean, the you youngest said... person to ever play it as well. <laughs> yeah, well, you said you were playing walking football, but then you said you were running after the ball, so... Yeah, because the ball, the ball went out. So ah. I was trying to, like, run after it, kind of speed up the... But, the yeah. Oh, I Just thought you were going to say... At least, at least you were <laughs> cheating. I thought you were going to say you were cheating, so it's a bit of karma. No, you, no, 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 no. I would never cheat. Don't be so silly. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm quite happy that you're on because I, I didn't get you or any of the other Total Screamers lads on the Rest in Peace, the old podcast. So it's good to finally have a member of Total Screamers on here. Yeah, it's good to be on, mate. It's It's been a long time coming. We, we, I remember because we, we talk often enough, don't we, on, on all sorts. So, yeah, right, it was it was about time that I that I got on. And that, that's why, because I was so looking forward to it. I was like, you know what, let's just smash it get on with it let's just get it done look i've been looking forward to it and hopefully i don't make a fall out of myself <laughs> well there's no promises there is there when it comes down to no. You. <laughs> <laughs> no so yeah obviously if you're not familiar billy or as he's known on twitter and instagram av billy aston yeah aston villa fan massive aston villa fan huge aston villa fan although what, i live in spain yeah you do yeah i found that out. i found that quite weird but obviously you can explain why you live there. Yeah, I mean, came over. A lot of people normally think it's because of work or family work or stuff like that. But it's not in our case because we just, it was, we'd always been coming here on holiday or where we live. Just, we're roughly about 60 miles north of Barcelona. So we'd always been coming here on holiday since I was like the age of two weeks, I think was the first time I actually, I was actually out here. 
we'd just been coming back every year, every year. It just got to a point where it was like, you know what, let's just let's just move there, let's just go for it. And we all came out eight years ago on first of August. First of August awesome. was when we moved. Yeah, so eight then. years, first of August. So yeah, loving it to be honest. <laughs> Whereabouts in England were you originally? Obviously a Villa fan, I'm assuming, near Birmingham. Yeah, so I grew up in between Birmingham and Leicester. My dad's massive Villa fan, travelled the world with with Villa. He was there in 82 when we won the European Cup there in Rotterdam. He's seen us win everything aside from the FA Cup. He was born four years after, or three years after, sorry, our, our last FA Cup win in uh, in oh, 57. Wow. I'd love us to win the FA Cup more than anything, just for that, just for that really. Yeah, and to be there, yeah. obviously to see it myself, you know, it's such a prestigious, uh, prestigious trophy. Anyway, fingers crossed we can do it. I mean, we've got the uh, the best competition manager in the world, haven't we? Really, at the minute. So hopefully next. He season. seems to know. He seems to know his way around competitions. Uh, yeah, United, other, other like, than when you face Stevenage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To his, to his, I had to uh, get in there before you. I had to get yeah. in there before. <laughs> I was. I had a loaded question of who did you have in the next round, but I didn't generally forgot that he got knocked out by Steve. Yeah, Wilson. unfortunately so. <laughs> what do you reckon to this seeming war between Emery and Martinez that seems to be going on? I don't think it's all that deep, to be honest with you. I think. I th- no, I, I was a bit, I was a little bit, I don't know what the word is really. I didn't necessarily agree with Unai Emery coming out so publicly after the game and kind of criticising him the way he did. I think yeah. it's just that, uh, I can. I mean, I can understand it. Tensions are high. You're going to be angry. You know, I, I can understand why he did it. But at the same time, I think it's just a little chat, you know, call him in on Monday morning or even, even after the game, just say, never do that again. Say what <laughs> needs to be said. You know, and just just push it under the rug. I don't think it's I don't think it's all that too deep, and I think people are probably trying to make something more out of it. You know, Emery was at Arsenal, Martinez was at Arsenal. A lot of people seem to think that it was Emery that sold Martinez at Arsenal, but it just wasn't. It was Arteta. So it's it's one of them things. A lot of people like to stir up stories, and I think this is one of them, unfortunately. Yeah, I'd say he's probably got this negative thing now Martinez from the World Cup but I mean if you are in the penalty shootout you're going to do whatever you have to to get your team to win aren't you exactly exactly and he's the he's done it before that's what he's good at he's good at penalty shootouts as well as being a top goalkeeper anyway but it's the mental warfare that you have to play to gain the advantage you know I think Hugo Lloris came out and said that he would never dream of doing that in a penalty shootout well that's why you've lost every single one you've played in. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why you didn't retain the World Cup, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. You, you know the the mental wealth or the uh, the mental warfare of a penalty shootout is huge. So oh, yeah. you've got to you've got to go out and grab any advantage you can possible. So that's what that's what he does, and I think it's a bit. I think it's a bit strange to you know you're seeing all of these new law changes and stuff like that for it as well like FIFA are going to start banning it or something. As part of the penalty shootout, if all keepers start doing that, then fair enough, it will just become a nothing thing. But yeah. while it, it's just part of a penalty shootout, you need this mental warfare to, I don't know, to win, I suppose. Do you know what I'm trying to say? 
Yeah, well, I was just thinking then, the whole idea of a penalty is it gives the the attacker the attacker the advantage, doesn't it? Because it's a consequence exactly, yeah. of the team if a penalty is given. So the goalkeeper should be able to do, obviously don't come off your line or do anything. No, you can't stupid, go against but... against the laws, of, uh, can't go against the laws of the game. That's why they brought in the rule that you've got to stay on your line. Yeah, exactly. It's now properly abided by as well, not like uh, Liverpool in the uh, <laughs> in the 2005 Champions League final. Yeah. Dudek, well, even Dudek, on the Dudek, six was, spot. Dudek was doing mental warfare though, wasn't he? He was dancing on his line and yeah, stuff. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I mean, he, he was coming out 10 yards as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's... Uh, this is the thing. Mental warfare is a, a massive part of the penalty shootout. Like you say, it gives a huge advantage to, to the outfield players taking the penalties so so what if a so what if a goalkeeper's doing it it was the uh do you remember the australia peru game i think it was the last qualifier i don't know if you watched it It it's the last qualifier for the world cup the winner of that went through yeah and the goalkeeper was just doing he was all sorts the australian goalkeeper who's doing all sorts it was the most crazy thing you have ever seen but they they won and they got through to the World they Cup. The World you know? Cup. Yeah, exactly. They were at the World Cup. Peru weren't so exactly. I'm it's quite uh, happy we've just touched on to Emmy Martinez though, because you've recently done a bit of a shirt themed collection around him, haven't you? Yeah, I have done. Um, you know how much of a massive fan I am of his. He's a fantastic goalkeeper, fantastic person, fantastic shit house. He's just brilliant, <laughs> and I absolutely love the bloke and. Of course, I'll be gutted if he leaves and stuff like that. But I'm just a massive, massive fan of his. So what I wanted to do, and this was actually before all of the all of the rumours started coming out and Emery oh. not liking him and whatever. So I wanted to basically get all of his shirts from his time at Villa. So starting from the 2021 season, I've tried to collect his shirts now I thought I'd done that and I thought I'd done it pretty I thought it was all done and sealed the last shirt the most important shirt the rarest shirt has typically been lost in the mail (laughs) which I'm gutted about so Uh. I don't know what's going to happen with it whether I'm just going to get a refund whether I'm just going to have to wait it out and hope it arrives it's yeah, I'm a bit stuck in two minds as to as to what to do. Yeah. Really, I, it's it's one of them because they they don't come up hardly ever. I think from from what I've seen and from from things people are saying, I don't know the credibility to them. They're saying like only three hundred of them have been made. So it's I'll be gutted if it's the one that I can't get my hand. It's it's so typical though, isn't it? That that's yeah. the one. That that's the one that goes missing. I've got all of the other ones. I've got them all. They just need to get printed now with his name and number. I've sent the others off to to be done, but it's just that the one. Yeah. Oh man, I'm gutted. <laughs> <laughs> you've been hit. You've been hit with like two curses of a football shirt collector. You've been hit with the most desirable, expensive, rarest, blah blah blah. Which one? That's been lost. But then you've also been dealt with the hand of the player that you want the most and who you like the most is potentially leaving at the end of the season. Yeah, I know. I know. It's, it's gutted. I mean, I've been through this situation sort of with Grealish in the England shirt before. 
I mean, that was just one England shirt that I managed to get rid of, get rid of for a decent <laughs> enough price because it was still fairly new. But to be honest with you, I, I can't really see... I know I probably said this about Grealish as well, but I can't really see myself turning as sour on Martinez as what I maybe did with Grealish. So, yeah. you know, he's he, he won the Copa America as a Villa player. He won the Finalissima as a Villa player. He's won the World Cup as a Villa player. He's been nominated for the, or the top three in FIFA. I think it's FIFA's the best goalkeeper as a Villa player. So, ha- I and I absolutely adore the bloke. So, it, it's it's one of them. If he leaves, he leaves. We'll get a decent fee for him. We'll have enough to replace and put investment back into other areas of the squad as well. It, of course, he'll be a huge loss. But I think, I don't know what your thoughts are on this, but I was, I've been thinking recently as well. Goalkeeper's probably the most replaceable position in a squad, would you say? Uh, what as in easiest to replace or does yeah no I'd probably say they're the they're the easiest position to replace because for example Jack Grealish when he left our whole game was focused around him whereas yeah. whereas a goalkeeper it's just swap for similar player kind of thing you know th- all right they might not be as good as shot stopper or they might not be as good as playing out from the back but I suppose this is where the coaching comes in you make them that play you know it's probably the most replaceable position on a football pitch. You lose your star striker and you bring in someone who's not as good. And if you if you try and bring someone who is as good in, then it's going to cost you 50, 60, 70 million in now, nowadays. You know, it's and then and then the players back in another few weeks or months and that, and then you've got two expensive strikers where you've got to try and shoehorn them in somewhere. With yeah. goalkeeper, it's just a like for like switch. <laughs> yeah, well, I suppose with goalkeeper, it's either they're a great shot stopper or they're good with the ball at the feet, or in some rare cases, it's a very good mixture both. of both. Yeah, that's the yeah. Thing. You might have a good point with that. I think the hardest probably position to replace is as we're seeing in the transfer window and teams at the minute is a striker. Yeah, uh, I'd say that's fair. Um, the only thing with that is there are other strikers around. It's just about getting that the top striker that you want, kind of. I mean, for yeah. teams like West Ham, they they can go and get a Danny Ings. He's available, that kind of thing. Whereas Villa, United, Man City, Liverpool, they have to wait for these players to, to become available and then they're spending 50, 60, 70 million on them, you know? Did you just shoehorn Villa into the United City? I did, and Liverpool? yeah. yeah, yeah. We, we, we've got money. We've got money. Newcastle, I should add as well, probably, now. Yeah, yeah. But thinking like Chelsea as well in that conversation, how much did they just how, spend? How can, I, how can I miss out Chelsea? Yeah, of course. Yeah, 300 million, well, 600 million in, over the two it's transfer windows. And still have a got striker. Aubameyang <laughs> on a free or whatever he was. Yeah. Yeah. And tried to, again, trying to shoehorn Havertz in. As a as a striker, which he just clearly isn't, is he? Well, where does he play? Well, yeah, that's, a, that's a very good point. <laughs> what you is you send him back to buy Leverkusen, and we'll do stuff there until someone buys him back for a hundred million again. <laughs> have you thought about collecting uh, Martinez's Argentina shirts or not? Um, I have done. Yeah, I mean, being in Europe, they're hard to kind of get hold of. However, I've got his Argentina shirt here. Let me just get it out. So, tag's still on, straight from Argentina. 
23 on the front, 23 on the back, World Cup patches on the sleeves. It's all going on, mate. So <laughs> I was very lucky to find one straight from Argentina as well. So I'm buzzing that I've got. The only difference is the colour of the print on my shirt is black. In the World ah. Cup, Emmy was wearing it as white. The reason for that is, or so I've been told anyway, is they were supposed to be playing in black, but for whatever reason, there was a late change at the World Cup. They decided to play in white, so. Ah, well, oh, well that makes it even harder to get hold of than if it's a yeah. last-minute change. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, uh, I mean, I'm I'm happy with what I've got, I can't lie. I, I don't, yeah. There was one on classic football shirts as well. The It was the red one, match issue, finalissima shirt and it was it was really really nice but it was just ridiculous price i think it was about 270 quid something like that 250 quid which i was never gonna i was never gonna pay i was never gonna be able to pay that sort of money but you know when it's a player that you love match issue for for a big game it goes through your head doesn't it you're like yeah you do do i really want to do it yeah (laughs) Was it match issue or match uh, match spec? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was match. Finalissima, uh, Argentina player, match issue, Finalissima goalkeeper shirt. Oh wow! It says yeah, because it's got the uh, it's got the writing on and everything, the printing for first of first uh, of June or July, whatever it was, first of June, 2022, Wembley Stadium. Yeah, so it looks like it was actual match issued, two hundred twenty four ninety nine. Yeah, it could have been yours. It could have been mine, yeah. Unfortunately, (laughs) it it wasn't. No, I remember you looking on AC Memento at the World Cup shirts, weren't you? Yeah. If I could have got a a proper match worn for a good price, I probably would have done it. Especially from a World Cup. Yeah, exactly. This is the thing. It was was his first World Cup. But I'm... I don't know if it's OCD or whatever, but I've got this thing where I, it has to be a gay. If I was to get a match worn shirt from any player, really, but goalkeeper in this case, it'd have to be one where they've kept a clean sheet. Yeah, makes sense. And if it's, if it's a, an outfield player, it'd have to be where they've scored a goal or something like that, you know? Yeah. Or, or at least had a really good game. I'm sure that Emmy Martinez won on AC Memento was when they lost 1-0 to Saldi as well. So, Yeah, exactly. I mean, it was 2-0, wasn't it, I think? In the oh, 2-0, sorry. 2-1. 2-1. Yeah. They, yeah. they came back, didn't they? I mean, it was it was up in the thousands, wasn't it, at one point? So yeah. I was never never going to be able to afford one. <laughs> no, yeah. I don't, I don't remember seeing many... I don't remember seeing any World Cup shirts after that game. No, it was AC weird. Memento. It was weird. Because I... They said, didn't they? Didn't they put out a tweet or a, an Instagram post or something? It was something like that. They don't know if they can get the actual match worn shirts, so they're going to wait yeah. until after the World Cup and then do it afterwards when they can confirm that they're match worn or match issued or I don't know. It was, it, it was a bit strange how it all kind of yeah all kind was, of played yeah. out, wasn't it? Yeah, then I don't remember seeing any more of them on there. I think no. possibly had a, a Spain game on there, but I think Spain would possibly, have been Costa Rica. Sure. Okay. But after that, I don't remember seeing any more. No, I don't, no. to be honest with you, mate. I'd... Speaking of shirts, and obviously a Villa fan, what from past years is your 
Least favourite Villa shirt? Least favourite shirt. Unfortunately, I don't have it on me to show the people. However, it's the 2019-2020 third shirt. So it was our first year back in the Premier League. It was an absolute rotter. Like I, I, I've tried so hard to like it. It was inspired by one of our older away shirts. Can't remember the year off the top of my head. The the green and black strip, but it just it just looks like a map of the London Underground. It's it's horrendous. It's not even like a nice bright green or anything like that. It's just dark bit of red with with the badge and the sponsor the sponsor's a huge gambling thing anyway so it's not uh, that nice yeah it's it's just yeah I, I i've tried so hard to like it and i thought all right well maybe it could be like a future classic it's just not going to be because it's just not a nice shirt i really don't like it i mean i don't get me wrong i want i want it for the collection um, yeah. I should probably have got it just for the collection, but there's going to be ones where I can't see many people wanting to keep hold of them for a long time. So I'll be able to get my hands on one eventually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that seems to be a common theme among shirt collectors, uh, including myself. Betting sponsors are just a big no-no. Yeah, I mean, I, I can understand it somewhat from the club's point of view. You know, they're going to be paying the most money. It just especially when it's so big on the sleeves it's not as bad because it's just yeah. it's just sleeve you don't have it on on fan versions and stuff like that you know if you if you want it then you can get it sent off to to someone but for the for the actual shirt sponsor the main shirt sponsor it's not that i've got a huge problem against it like if villa were to were to have one i'd be a bit oh that's a bit bit shit you know what i mean but it's i'm not gonna kick up a hissy fit it's just there's no real need for it and for the for the money difference of a couple million quid if that really for for these top Mm. premier league sides i just don't really think it's all that necessary like kazoo like i've got on this on this training top that i'm wearing now it's perfect it's just perfect, you know. It's it's there's no real problems with them. It's nice enough, looks decent enough, you know. Yeah, I'm just not a fan of gambling ones, to be honest with you. It's like I say, no. I'm not I'm not going to kick up a hissy fit, but it's just a a moralistic thing, I suppose. At the end of the day, or a lot of people like to think it is. If that's the right word, so I hope I don't get cancelled for saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, they're not. When I think ninety nine percent sure, when they sell kids shirts, the betting sponsors aren't on. Yeah, them, so. so yeah, a lot of a lot of the time for some of Villas anyway, we or we we used to be, I believe, we still are partners with Acorns Hospice, a hospice around Birmingham. Um, so normally, if there's a gambling sponsor, that will be put on the kids shirts instead, which is quite cool. So. Ah, yeah. Uh, to be honest with you, we had Acorns for a while around 2010, 09, uh, 08, 09, 10, around there. And it looked yeah, really nice. It looked there. really nice on the uh, on the shirt. So to be honest with you, I'd like us to bring something like that back, you know, support a local, a local hospice, that kind of thing. Um, but with the money in the game now, it's just not gonna happen, is it, unfortunately? No, it's like Liverpool seem to have a a charity fit based 
sponsor yeah. on their shirt once a season. I think it's this season it was against City. I think why can't can't why can't they just do that all the time? They get enough money as it is. Exactly, makes no sense, does it really? Mm. But you know, these no. it's just a money business. Unfortunately, at the end of the day. Yeah. So go from your least favorite Villa shirt to your favorite Villa shirt. Yeah, my favorite. I do actually have with me. It is the 1995-96 away shirt. So, gorgeous shirt. I don't know if, if I bring it up close enough to the camera, you can see the uh, little detailings in it, but it's got like the oh, villa and it's got like a lion, um, a lion kind of into it as well. It's absolutely gorgeous. And this one, I've got McGrath 5 on the back as well. As a lot of villa fans like to call him, God. What a player he was back in the day. Yeah, just fantastic. And he used to play for yourselves as well, didn't he? Yeah, he did, yeah. I love that shirt. I love like the I love the 90 shirts when they have the uh, subliminal patterns in. Yeah. I don't know why it, they stopped just doing gorgeous. stuff like that. Nowadays. We had one. I don't know if I've got it on me. No, it's in the wardrobe. Um, but we had one when we, when we was in the championship. It was the year that we got beat by Fulham in the playoff final. It was it was a really nice shirt. I mean, the claret was a little bit off for what we normally like. It was a little bit lighter than normal. Yeah, but it had it had like a lion kind of pattern in it, and it was just it was a really really nice shirt. And uh, that was the year John Terry was at the club as well. So, oh, <laughs> I thought that might have a, that kind of reaction from you. <laughs> oh, was that with the was that when the shirt manufacturer was Luke? No, it was the year before Luke, so it was our last year. Oh, year for that. Under Armour. Ah, yeah, I, I remember the Luke. The Luke. The Luke, the Luke shirts are nice. I like them. Oh, the Luke shirts are, are probably. It's it's probably my second favorite shirt to be honest with you, just because oh, of wow, just because of what it yeah just because of what what we achieved in it as well you know when from mid table mediocreness to to Dean Smith coming in. Kind of getting an instant kickback. Grealish getting injured for half the season, pretty much. Then coming back towards, can't remember February, March time, went on a ten-game run, winning run, which got us into the playoffs, confirmed into the playoffs, and then winning the playoffs. When it first off, winning the uh, playoff semi-final against West Brom, just down the road, the noisy neighbours. And then, oh, that was on was that on that was on penalties, wasn't it? Yeah, so yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it got to penalties. They went one nil up in the in Villa's home leg. So in the first leg, they went one nil up. We got back to two one with a yeah. fantastic strike from Conor Hurahan, Grealish diving for a penalty. <laughs> well, it, uh, it 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 wasn't <laughs> Does too it sound much. Like no. <laughs> It wasn't too much of a dive, but look, looking back on it now and taking my biased glasses off, like I like I'm able to now, I think he was he was kind of going, uh, kind of buying <laughs> it. But Tammy Abraham putting it away, and then they beat us one nil at their place in the second leg, so which took it to to extra time and penalties, and we managed to hold on in extra time from my memory anyway. We had, I think, we had a couple of chances to to equalise, but we just didn't take them. Tammy Abraham wasn't taking them. If if I, I don't know if I'm thinking of the actual playoff game or the league game that we played. 
I can't remember off the top of my head. But yeah, I remember us sort of hanging on for a little bit as well, but eventually went to penalties and we uh, luckily we managed to get through. Jed Steer staring down Mason Holgate as he was as he was walking up to take his penalty. Oh, fantastic. I mean, I think it's actually come out now that he wasn't actually staring him down. It just looks like it on the camera. I think he was actually oh. <laughs> looking over to to Neil Cutler, the uh, the goalkeeping coach at the time. But yeah, it was it was just fantastic. Saved the first two of their penalties, and then we had a chance. Albert Adoma had the penalty to to win it. Yeah, hits the it's bar, kind of, goes I over. Bar, so yeah, uh, yeah, I can't remember actually if it hit the bar or he, he skied it over. It. it definitely went over. Whether it clipped the bar and went yeah. over, I can't I, remember. Yeah. And then Tammy Abraham taking the decisive penalty. I've got to say, t- Tammy Abraham and it, it, with his time at Villa must must have been the the worst best penalty taker, if that makes any <laughs> sense. Every time he stood up, it, he just looked. I was never confident with him taking a penalty. Yeah, uh, but he would often score them. I don't think he missed one with us, but it, it was just and that you know when you see him walking up taking a decisive penalty. After missing, you're just like, oh, they just please just score. Yeah. <laughs> Fortunately, he did we got to Wembley and then and then against Derby, we managed to see it through in uh, see it through in normal time. Although nervy holding on at the end as well, two one. But yeah, just just an incredible day. Yeah, just to quickly touch on that West Brom game, I'm sure they did that awful thing that I cannot stand in penalty shots. They sent like three of their five penalty takers with defenders. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so the first two penalties were defenders, I think. Yeah. Really strange, does, isn't it? I don't get it. I don't get it. All. Yeah, I don't get it. When you've got forwards on the pitch, yeah. you know, it's it's not like they'd just they'd scored and they were just trying to hold on now, trying to take it to take it to penalties. You know, yeah. they were they had forwards on the pitch. It was I'll I'll never like you say, I'll never understand why why defenders really take penalties in penalty shootouts. It just doesn't really make an awful lot of sense. No. There's some exceptions, I'd say. Maybe Trent... Uh, I think did Chris Brunt... Chris Brunt might have took one of their penalties. He's probably an exception as well. Because he can hit a ball. Yeah. Good, set, good at set pieces. And oh, mate. He's a quality set piece taker, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, him him under Tony Pulis was just horrendous as a, uh, match, a, match, a match made in heaven them too isn't it yeah because it, it was it was literally every, every single corner they took and I, I don't think it was just against Villa as well but it would just be to the back post to Craig Dawson or Martin Olsen or someone like that <laughs> to just head back across goal and then it's just a scramble to see where it goes yeah it was the same thing every single corner I mean when when you've got a player that's good enough to do that, like Chris Brunt was, in fairness to him, why won't you? Why wouldn't you use it? Touching back on uh, to football shirts, then is there any other football shirts you collect other than Villa? Then or yeah, so I've, to be honest with you, at the minute it's mainly Villa. Like my my focus at the minute is trying to collect Villa shirts and the ones that I'm missing. Um, so I've come a little bit late to the party. So it's prices are sky high compared to what <laughs> they used to be, I understand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like if there's new shirts that will come out, like the MLS shirts, for example, 
and there's like a nice cool one that I like. I like a bit like jazzy patterns as well, like a bit out there shirts. They're yeah. they're my favorite kind of shirt. So yeah, if there's one that I like, I'll probably go out and get it. I don't like spending too much on them, so I, I like to try and get them in the uh, in the sales if I can. But sometimes needs must and. You, you have to get them whenever whenever they're kind of available. My favourite shirt from this season is definitely the uh, the Barcelona away. Oh, I might see, what the map shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might, the get, I might get the gold one. For people listening, it is the Wednesday, the twenty second February. So I might see that shirt tomorrow night in person. Mm. I don't know what their third shirt. Oh, they might wear yeah. that uh, special edition. Oh, the, shirt, the dodgy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do they like could it? do like the Catalonia, the... Catalonia shirt. I do, to be honest with you, yeah. It, it reminds me of another couple of the shirts that they've had in, in recent years as well, when Messi was there. Yeah, they seem to have the same sh- same shirt for about f- three or four seasons. <laughs> yeah, it's weird, which isn't is, it? Which normally, what shirt collectors normally want to happen, not yeah. changing the shirt every season, but... No, no, but I the thing is, of, of recent, the, the third and fourth shirts just allow teams to be a bit out there, don't they? Which yeah. shirt collectors like. You want to have a controversial shirt where some love it, some hate it, kind of. Um, yeah. But yeah, this this away shirt for me, the map is just absolutely gorgeous. I mean, I managed to get it in the pro version and without without the Spotify sponsor. And I mean... Uh, to be honest with you, I quite like the Spotify sponsor. I think it's a bit aesthetically pleasing as well. Yeah, um, it's one of those sponsors that looks nice on the shirt. Yeah, but I just wanted the, the shirt to be as plain as possible, to be honest with you. And so I'm I'm buzzing with that one. I, I absolutely love it, yeah. Yeah, is it, I wasn't too much of a massive fan of it when it first came you, out. You're I'm, not I'm, a fan of map shirts, are you, I don't think? My favourite shirt is the Manta de Massa map shirt. The, the fair enough, yeah, yeah. The map, the map <laughs> shirt. So maybe my buy, my buy. I'm biased and loyal to that. Maybe, yeah. The one of the, the map shirt that I cannot stand is that monstrosity that Inter Milan have released this season. It's disgusting. Are you joking? It's disgusting. It's like an Excel spreadsheet or something. The colour <laughs> of it, I don't, I don't get it. I really don't oh, get mate, it. That, the Inter Milan away shirt. It's it's one of the ones that I want this season because. I, I do like a map shirt. Villa have had a map shirt in the uh, in the 2020-21 season. It was our third shirt. It was basically a map of Birmingham. I don't, I'm not really too sure why I like it because Birmingham's not the nicest of places. <laughs> I mean, it's it's hardly. I'll, uh, I'll, let, I'll let you say a, that. A, not yeah, it's not like a scenic, hardly a scenic, beautiful Barcelona, is it? For example. <laughs> um, but no, it's it. I, I do, I do quite like that shirt. To be honest with you, and I, I do like the map shirts, the Manto de Massa. I've got that one, of course. Um, but that Inter Milan one, I really like it, and I, I really like what they've done with it as well. So they've they've got the Inter Milan badge over Italy. So like where the Inter oh, Milan right. badge is, that's that's where Italy should be. But obviously, because they won the uh, they won the Scudetto last year. They've they've done that, which I think's a, a quite a cool touch, to be honest. Yeah, I, I, I can't describe what it looks like. It's like, do you know what I'm trying to say? It looks like it looks like something from school or an Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> I don't know. It's, ah, I can't stand it. Uh, yeah, I can see why, as someone who's not a fan of it, I can see why you'd say that. 
But is it, yeah. I suppose it just looks a bit like a, a globe, doesn't it? It's like... A, it's a like lines, there's like lines and stuff everywhere. It looks like a grid. It's yeah, like, yeah, it's like an atlas yeah. kind of thing. When yeah, you're a kid yeah, that's, that's, at, yeah that's exactly it. Yeah, yeah. atlas. Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> but saying that, you're saying that about like third shirts and that I'm going to be out there. I really like United's third shirt from the season, the lime green one. Yeah, I'm. I I've not. I don't mind lime green shirts. Villa have had a couple in the past. And they've been quite nice. You know this the uh, Argentina one I showed you earlier as well. So lime green, really nice. Yeah. Really like it. It's just something about at Man United one. I don't know what it is. I just, I just don't like it. <laughs> I've only won it. I've only won it a few times. One of them was the four 0 loss to Brentford. So that's, that's probably why. Yeah, you'd probably be <laughs> happy with that though. So, well, to be honest with you, I wouldn't mind you taking points off Brentford at the minute. The, the way the league table looks, we need to catch up to them somehow. <laughs> They're going to be in the Champions League at this rate. <laughs> Never. They're in Brighton. Yeah, exactly. And Fulham um, squeezed in somewhere in Newcastle. Yeah. Fucking hell. Uh, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you want to play goals in time? Let's do it, mate. Let's do it. I want to I'm see. Nervous. Yeah. I'm nervous. Are you? I want to see how seriously you take it. Some everyone who's been on so far, when I've when I've mentioned it, they've a switch has just flipped. They've gone into yeah. they've gone into game mode. Yeah. I've done, I'm a competitive person at the best of times. So. Yeah. Well, I asked you what season you wanted in particular. You didn't really give me a particular season. You just said to not send. Off memory, not to put them too far back. Yeah, I mean, I'm only 21, so and my my memory of the championship and the seasons leading up to the championship are just a complete and utter blur. So <laughs> it's probably a, a very traumatic time in my life having to watch that turgid shite week in week out. <laughs> so I try and put it past me <laughs> as, as recent as possible without it being unfair on everyone else is probably the best way. Yeah, definitely. I'm quite happy. The way you've talked about some of the shirts and some of the moments is linked quite nicely with this. All right. Okay. Oh, I'm, I'm nervous now. <laughs> <laughs> so the first goal is West Ham 1, Aston Villa 1. On the 26th of July, 2020, that Villa shirt you dislike so much is the first goal. Yeah. And the player that you dislike so much is the goal scorer. <laughs> it's Jack Grealish. Grealish! Wow! Wow! Stunning! Scintillating! And surviving! Man, what a day that was. What a day that was. You know, I had I had the scores coming through on my phone because because living in Spain, it's and sky and stuff like that. The game wasn't on Sky. Now we we can get Sky, but I was, we was having to watch it on like a, a, a dodgy illegal stream. Maybe, maybe not. Allegedly, might, might have to bleep <laughs> that bit out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and so things were. It was like a couple of minutes behind the Villa game. So I had scores coming through for all of the other games in that, 
and I was saying, you know, Watford were were 3-0 down at um at Arsenal. Bournemouth were beating Everton. They they needed to win. If they won and we we lost, then they were staying up. We were going down. It was just a mental, mental day. And when that goal went in, it was just like, oh my God, we've we've done it. We've we've stayed up, you know. And then minutes later, Yarmolenko takes a shot, comes off Grealish's <laughs> boot and just loops over five foot four Pepe Raider. That's been and, kind. And, <laughs> yeah. and you just like, oh, it was just gutting because then you're back on the edge of your seat. You know, you don't know if, if someone's going to score, if someone's going to concede. Watford just needed a result against Arsenal. They brought it back to 3-2, I think. Oh man, and then we was we was watching it on and I was seeing these results come through. I've seen full time Watford three two. I've seen full time Bournemouth uh two one, three one, three two, something like that. They'd beaten Everton anyway, so they did all they needed to do. Watford had lost, and I was just I was just shitting it. I'd seen the full time whistle go on us on our game, so I knew that that was finished. Um <laughs> and it was funny because I was I, I had all the scores up on my phone. And I was like, Dad, Dad, we we we've stayed up, we've stayed up, and he's he's going, not I'm gonna wait for them to confirm it on the telly. I'm like, Dad, they're two minutes behind, we've stayed up. <laughs> but no, it's uh oh man, it was it's a crazy, crazy day, and the the night was although thing things were open. I don't know what it was like in the UK at that point because of COVID and that. But things had started to back up, uh, open back up over here, and so we just just went out and had a little bit of a uh, little bit of a party, and ah, oh, it's just incredible. That's class. I can't remember what it was like. COVID for me is just a massive blur. I can't remember really any. Yeah, no, I I can't either. To be honest with you, I mean that's it's only because it's such a such an important moment for Villa that I can remember that one. <laughs> well, you should, you should get the minute absolutely bang on then saying all that. Ah, the minute. Uh, from memory, I, w- I want to say that Yarmolenko's goal was in the 81st minute. So I'm going to say 79th. Jack Grealish's goal was in the 84th. Oh, oh. Wow, I didn't think it was that late. Blimey. Yarmolenko, Yarmolenko's was in the 85th. Oh, was it? <laughs> literally, a minute after, yeah. a, literally a minute after went up the other end. Yeah. Uh, Oh man, so, I didn't, didn't realise it was that late. Five minutes out in the first yeah, goal. You'll take I'll, I'll take that, I'll take it. Second goal is another happy memory for a Villa fan in uh, in 2020. On the 4th of October 2020, Aston Villa beat Liverpool 7-2. Um, I I appreciate this game and this goal. <laughs> it is Ollie, Watkin, uh, Ollie Watkins' goal in the 7-2 yeah. win over Liverpool. Which Ollie Watkins' goal will be interesting. <laughs> Uh, the first one for Adrian, who's nearly given it away. He has given it straight to Grealish. Great chance now for Villa. Watkins, surely, yes. Adrian makes the error, and boy, was it! And boy, was it punished. I think he went on to say, Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, that was a that was another great day. Well, it... is, I, I don't want to bring it up, but didn't you get battered 6 1? No, just I was before? literally, literally about to, I was down in. Because in Chester, I was going. I was at Chester Zoo with uh, Yasmin, 
on the little holiday and I watched on the drive down, I watched Tottenham absolutely stuff us at Old Trafford. I just thought this day is just absolute. I can't enjoy this day. And then we're having, I think we're in a pub or, or in the hotel and I was having a drink and some food. I thought, oh, just check the, check the Villa Liverpool score. And it was about, I think it was when you went about 7-2 up. I was just like, this what a mad day for football. <laughs> it made my day a little bit better, but obviously not because we got yeah. stuffed by Tottenham. But... No, of course. But what a mental day for Premier League football that was. Yeah, it was it was crazy. And I think the, the best thing was probably for, for United fans was just how cocky the Liverpool fans were before that, getting on your backs and then you could just <laughs> stick two fingers up and it was like, yeah. welcome to our club kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. It just got immediately just humbled, brought back down to earth 10 levels. <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't. It was a. It was a good day and a bad day for that as well. Yeah, I'm. I'll tell you what. During that game, though, I was. I could never once settle, because you you know what Liverpool are like. You know what they were like. Yeah, they especially because you know season go, before that is when they won yeah, the league. I think isn't it exactly. So we go two 0 up early on, like really early on, and then Salah gets a goal back instantly. And it's like, oh, here we go, like dreamland kind of thing. But we just continued it on. We got three, and I think it was four-one at half time. And you was like, well, all right, now Liverpool are probably going to come out. Jurgen Klopp's going to get into them, give them a proper bollocking. Yeah. But we just we just continued it. it. Was it's the maddest game of football I've probably seen, and one that you'd have loved to have been in the stadium for. But at the same time. I've got to be honest, I I do think that being in COVID and being behind closed doors probably helped Villa there. Because one mm. thing that Liverpool were really good at is reacting to the crowd. Yeah. They'd they'd have not allowed us to to have gone on and win 7-2 in that game. And I think that's where behind closed doors kind of helped us, particularly in that game. Um but yeah, crazy. So the minute, the minute I you know what? I was watching. I was watching a video. Ollie Watkins made his hundredth appearance for us at the weekend. Yeah, and I was watching a video today of Ollie Watkins. Is he was kind of like reacting to some of his best moments in a Villa shirt, and that hat trick came up. <laughs> and I want to say that the first goal was scored in the fourth minute. Absolutely bang on. Is it? Oh, yeah. get in there. That is... See, I, thought this, I thought this series was going to be hard. That's two weeks in a row now. People that's, have got one by God. To be fair, that's just bad luck on, on your behalf and good luck on my behalf because I, I literally saw a video of it earlier. Yeah. And I remember the commentator saying Villa are 1-0 up in under five minutes or something like that. So uh, now for the third goal, I'm not... I don't really want to play this, but I've, I've just played... <laughs> Liverpool getting battered 7-2. I've played, you know, you staying up on the last game of the season. Yeah. So your third goal is Aston Villa 2, Man United 2. On the 15th of January, 2022, this is Philip Coutinho's equaliser. Oh, oh what a day. Jacob Ramsey turns it around the corner. Got to be 2-2. Oh, it is 2-2. It's Philippe Coutinho. Oh, what a dream start for him. Not only did he score, but he completely turned it around as well. Yeah, yeah. The minute though, I'm struggling to think what minute it was because it was 
it was fairly late, wasn't it? See, this is where I could I could stumble a bit because I knew the Watkins goal was really early and I knew yeah. the, the other one was fairly late. And I think this one's fairly late as well. So I'm going to go 76th minute. I don't that might be way too early. It is the 81st minute, the goal. Oh, I was so close to saying the 80th again, <laughs> but I went for it before and it was wrong. Are there only five out again, though? Yeah, I, I'll take it. I'll take it. It's it's annoying, but I'll take it. Ten after three goals is pretty decent, I'd say. Yeah, it is, it is a really good score. I remember Emmy Martinez made a bit of a hold on that day, didn't he, from a Bruno Fernandes free kick? Oh, was it a free yeah. kick or a shot? I can't remember. I think it was, it was just a shot. I think it might have come from a free kick where it was kind of played back to him. It was one of those oh, pass ones, you know. Yeah, what I mean? yeah, let, the, the layoff. Yeah, yeah, is uh, one to one to put out the the heads of of Martinez fans. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, th- thankfully we went on to to get back and equalise. And I can't remember whether it was before or after. I think it was before wasn't it? Yeah, because Gerard was still there. It was just before when we beat you at your place for the first time in like 20-odd years. Yeah, well, I think you beat us early on in the... Oh, no, yeah, sorry, yeah. You, yeah, you Courtney it, House yeah. and Emmy Martinez giving it his little dance, really? telling Ronaldo yeah. to take telling Ronaldo to take the penalty before Bruno Sky in it. Yeah. Oh, that was a in, hind- in, hindsight, in hindsight, you probably should have, shouldn't you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Ronaldo would have just smashed it down the middle and you equalise and that, that's it. Bruno smashes it over. Emmy gives it his little dance and <laughs> remains in the head of all Man United fans. I've just shown the goal against United, so I'm going to have to go back to, unfortunately, showing goals against Liverpool. This <laughs> was on the 19th of April, 2015. Aston Villa 2, Liverpool 1. With Fabian Delph in the 2-1 win over Liverpool at Wembley. What a day. Again, what a day, man. Just forced Benteke a little wide on the angle. The back kill for Grealish. Delph trying to get there. He might get there. He has got there. Aston Villa have turned this around. Fabian Delph. Yeah, Martin Tyler says Fabian Delph. Yeah, I'm sure it's Fabian, Fabian Delph. Delph. I, I, I've always said Fabian Delph, to be fair. Grealish number forty as well. Yeah, I've 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 got the uh, I've got his shirt from from the final that that led to because that was the that was the semi final of the FA Cup. I got his shirt from the uh, well, not his match ward shirt or anything, but it was you know like the special printed and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, with Grealish forty on the back, um, and the Arsenal FA Cup final print on it, which ended horrendously. Four nil. I think we got battered. Um, But yeah, that game, a a nineteen-year-old Jack Grealish running rings around Steven Gerrard. It was incredible. But the minute it's definitely in the second half. I know that for certain because um, I mean Benteke scored in the first half, and it was down the other end. (laughs) (laughs) Logic there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So that's definitely in the second half. I don't think it was too late in the second half because Liverpool then started to to dominate and they brought on Mario Balotelli, who I thought was going to come on, have a screamer, probably 
win them the game. Fortunately, that wasn't the case, although we did come close on a couple of occasions. Again, if memory serves right. Um, So I'm going to say that it was the 56th minute. 54th. Oh, I'll take that. I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that. Two minutes out. Yeah. I'm buzzing with this score so far, I can't lie. <laughs> you've done that. you've done some research. Genuinely. <laughs> I, I didn't know where to start. <laughs> yeah, there is the yeah. research. I, I thought, you, you know what? I, I I wanted to do well, but I and so I was thinking of doing some sort of research, but I genuinely I had no idea where to start. So I was like, I'm just going to have to kind of play it by ear and hope I don't make a fool of myself, which so far, so good. <laughs> yeah. Do you want pressure on for this last goal or do you want to go in it with a clear head? Either or, I'm feeling, I'm feeling fairly confident at the minute. So let's just give us a bit of pressure. Why not? If you get this within 12 minutes either side, mm-hmm. you, you're top. Wow. All right. Okay. Well, crossed, I can do this. It's good because it's a good, it's the last goal. It's nice that we're ending goals in time on this because we've hinted at it a few times during the episode. On the 27th of May, 2019, Aston Villa, you already know, judging by your face, beat Derby County <laughs> 2 1 at Wembley. And this is John McGinn's winning goal. Oh, this was a goalkeeper howler again, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. That's a fantastic piece of commentary. Do you think he's done that on purpose or not? Or do you think he's been waiting John McGinn to score all day just go so he can say that? Possibly, but I think I don't think you can I don't think that one's a, a scripted. I think that's just a oh my god, it rhymes. I've got the perfect opportunity here. <laughs> it's gonna go in. It's gonna go in from John McGinn. Oh. There's a there's a couple of pieces of commentary from that game that is just fantastic. The uh when the final whistle went and we was through the um the fallen giants are back on their feet, that'll stay with me forever. Just oh, as class. Dean Smith and John Terry are, are coming in with a handshake and a hug. It was just fantastic. And I mean that day. That's it has probably got to be the best day of supporting Villa. Just the the importance of it back in the Premier League, you know, it, oh, it was just incredible. It was just unbelievable. <laughs> and that, that day can only only ever be topped by us winning a, a proper major trophy. I mean, it, it amazes me, to be honest with you. And I, I can understand why it isn't classed as a major trophy, of course, but it's the richest game in football, that playoff final, you know. Yeah, so it is, yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy um, that it's not really considered one. I mean... Like I say, I can understand it. It's not exactly like everyone in the country's going for it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a huge game. So much rides on it. The nerves all day, all week, all month were just, they were just, oh, mate, it was gut wrenching. I'm sure you, I'm sure you know yourself from when United have been in cup finals and that. Um, but yeah, the importance of that was huge and to finally get it over the line and, Oh, it's just incredible. Um, 
But yeah, you need the minute of the goal. The um, minute of the goal for you to win the richest competition in podcast history. Yeah, so I'm I'm gutted that it's the second goal and not the first goal because that was right on the stroke of half time. Oh, was it? Uh, yeah, it was. I thought I thought because it's the winning goal, I'll go for the winning goal. Yeah, I mean it's f- fair enough. It makes perfect sense. Um, but again, I don't think it was too far into the second half. I'm going to go with the 66th minute. Please be 12 in. I can confirm you are 12 in. It was the 59th minute. Get in. <laughs> oh, I'm buzzing with that. So that means you've got a final score of 19. That's pretty damn good. I'm very good. happy with that. I'm very happy. That works out at what? Three, just out of just under four minutes ago. Yeah, it's not bad at all, is it really? No, I think the furthest you're out was. It was that it was one, like, wasn't it? Is was that that one? Yeah. Yeah. Happy days, man. Wow. Happy days. I thought this was going to be hard for people, you know. But uh, to be honest with you, I th- yeah. The the thing is that you've got is, or particularly for the last two, anyway. Like you say, it's. It, it's just been bad luck that we've seen the goals, those exact goals, just on this day kind of thing. You know, it's yeah, it's just been it's just bad luck on your behalf. But you know, I'll take I'll take that score any day of the week. Sit sit myself top spot, absolutely buzzing. <laughs> well, no, well, thank you very much for coming on, mate. Pleasure, mate. I've really really enjoyed this. So taking my mind off the uh, mind off the ankle as well. So. Oh, I completely forgot about that. <laughs> The only man. There's so many things I can title this podcast as only the only man to injure himself in walking football. Serious injury in walking football. <laughs> no, no, is there anything you want to plug? I imagine you want to plug yourself in Total Screamers. So yeah, of course. So follow myself. It's up on the screen for those watching the video. Um, at AV Billy, the the first L is an I for those that don't know believe it or not, because AV Billy's actually taken on Twitter. Ah. <laughs> so I had to I had to put a capsule eye and make it look like AV Billy because I couldn't think of anything else at the time. Um so yeah at AV Billy it should um come up anyway. Total Screamers at Total Screamers on Twitter, Instagram, whatever. Um give us a listen, give us a follow. All very much appreciated. Yeah. I definitely recommend uh following and listening to Billy and Total Screamers. Love the lads over there. Weird. Still can't get over that. I used to play football with Jake. That's mad, ago. isn't it? <laughs> yeah, so weird. I will never forget. I went on, for people that don't know, when I got into shirt collecting, went onto Twitter, just stumbling across accounts to follow, and I ended up on uh, Total Screamers' Twitter page, clicked on the profile picture. I was like, hang on a minute. I know him. You know when you <laughs> think you know, like, you see, like someone really looks like someone you know? Yeah. I was like, nah, surely not. And then I saw who like the host was. And I was like, no way, please. Yeah, they football <laughs> with Jake back when we were younger. So yeah, that's mental, mate. That's yeah. crazy. Well, no, yeah. Thank you very everyone for listening, and see you later. Sports Social Podcast Network.